This is The Michael Wall Show. Michael is a speaker, author, and founder and CEO of several companies. His passion is to help families live on purpose and live with purpose. And now, here's Michael Wall. Well, welcome in, everybody, to The Michael Wall Show. It is another great day, and we're here to share thought and insight to help you in your life. You know, listen, it's all about living on purpose so you can live with purpose. You hear me say that a lot. And sometimes it's going to be challenging where to go to get the information that you need to really kind of live life on point. So we want to thank you for dialing in. Thank you for all of your feedback and your uh, ratings and responses. We always want to give a little shout out to Wall Companies helping sponsor this show. So if you have questions about wealth, etc., Wealth is money, in case you didn't know. Go to leanonthewall.com. we got a great guest joining us live in studio today, and uh, Wendy Schenkel. I had to get it right. I left the, I left the N out, Wendy. I was like, ah, no, it's, it's Schenkel. She's very, very, uh, she's a rock star when it comes to women, entrepreneurs. She's got several online, very multi-million dollar successful companies. And we're going to talk today a little bit about becoming a woman entrepreneur. How can you do that? Finding balance with kids and living your purpose and really finding who you are, uh, being a great wife. All of these things, she's been able to encapsulate a lot of those things. We're going to talk about that today. And so uh, let's just kind of start it right out with saying, Wendy, thanks for joining us. I am so excited to be here, Michael. I will forgive you for the misspelling of my last name because with a name like Wall, like how could anybody ever mess that up? Right? It's easy, so right? You don't know what it feels like. Oh, it's, yeah. Well, you know, some people do say Wall, like is that W-A-H-L, you know, like the, you know, like the razor or whatever it is. I don't even know what it is, but yeah, it's pretty easy. And then the, we were in Ireland, you know, as we talked about, and we're over in Ireland and they got a plaque on a door called the Wall Room. I was like, oh, that's really cool. So... We had our own room. But Wendy has been a friend for a little while. We connected at a conference a little while back and just clicked, I think, in a lot of ways. There's a lot of synergy of some things that she wants to do and accomplish in the world, some things that she sees, big picture stuff to really see the hearts, lives, and minds, in particular, of the ladies, the women out there, to fulfill all that they have been created to accomplish. And I know that's been heavy on your heart. And uh, you know, we went, Wendy, we talked a little bit off air about the fact that, you know, there you were a mom and kind of growing into doing your thing. And for all of the women out there that are listening to this, that are feeling like, man, there's just more. I know there's more inside the tank. I don't know how to get it out. I don't know what to do. I feel called to do more things. I feel called to lead a movement. I feel called to start a business. I feel called to do things more than I'm doing now. Not that what they're doing now is bad, but... Talk us through a little bit of your journey of going from mother to entrepreneur to successful entrepreneur and yet keeping all of those things in check. Okay. So where it really started for me was becoming a woman in business. I was really trying to model the successful men that I saw in business because I didn't have a lot of entrepreneurial woman friends. I didn't have a lot of role models that I could look up to because they just weren't really that outspoken in the markets where I wanted to emerge from the digital marketing space, mostly dominated by men, physical products online, mostly dominated by men. I couldn't find women role models that I would ever want to trade a lifestyle with. Mm. So I couldn't find Christian heart-centered mm. women leading these businesses. So what I found was I was getting into the markets and I was trying to model the men and what motivated men and mm. what, what, drove men to wake up in the morning and serve. And there was always a part of me that I felt 
was driving from a place of inauthenticity. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I would feel myself just having these diametrically opposed thoughts that, yes, I needed to be successful in my business to be profitable. And that's what it means to be a business owner. But at the same time, part of me was saying, oh, I feel so compelled to serve these people. Mm. The money is meaningless. Yeah. So without the money, I couldn't support the movement. And then I couldn't get the products and services and these opportunities to the markets that I wanted to serve and have the energy to be a mom, to be a businesswoman and to fill myself spiritually and mm-hmm. feed my soul to, ha- to wear all those hats and be omnipresent for everyone. And the transition between now I'm a mom, now I'm a businesswoman, now I'm standing in a boardroom <laughs> and I'm having to stand up for my ideas with a bunch of men looking yeah. down at me, not down. That's the wrong. I, I love men. I want to make sure to make that yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah. I am not one of those modern feminist yeah, yeah, women. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, finding your own lane. You know, you're, you're, you're finding your own lane and more importantly, you're finding your own voice. And I think sometimes with, you know, with women today that have vision, my wife in a lot of way, I try and encourage her. We've talked about that off air, you know, of all the ideas and gifts that she has. It's not about saying that, hey, I'm comp- necessarily competing here or there. I'm just, I'm finding my own voice. And what does that look like? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we have all these signals. We get all these thoughts in our mar- modern culture today. You know, the media tells us that it's men versus women, white versus black. And that's, that's not, the, it's not really, you know, that's not really the message that should be shared. I think it's the message of saying, okay, wait, time out. Mm-hmm. There's room enough. There's money enough. There's opportunity enough for everyone out there. It's just you have to find your voice. Don't go latch onto what someone else is telling you and follow that voice. Find your own voice. And in that process, you know, and I've watched it, Wendy, with my wife of going from a mom to now writing her own book and doing some other things that we're getting ready to launch and I'm excited about. She's finding her own voice. You had to do that. You had to find your own voice. And I love what you said earlier, uh, and I wrote it down here, is the fact that you said you couldn't find another woman role model that you would want to change places with. Right. And I want to just pause real quick on that, because I think a lot of times as you're listening to this out there, you might be in a situation where you say, I got an idea. There's something that I want to do, whether you're a woman or whether you're a man or you know whatever, uh, wherever you are in life there there's something that I really feel led to do and I'm searching for a solution to kind of help with this problem that is nagging at me and I can't find that solution. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? You may want to step back and evaluate the fact that maybe you're the one that's being called to create the solution to the problem that's nagging you that you can't find a solution for and that's why it's bothering you. And so that's what I want to challenge you in this moment is to, you know, be in a place where you're thinking about you have certain gifts and abilities to solve certain problems in this world. That's why you can't find the solution for it, because you are the solution. So you're in a place where you're finding yourself becoming who you are, Wendy, as you're going from a mother. Talk about that transition. When did it kind of click for you that you're like, you know what? Hey, I can do this. Or was it a long process? It was a really coming to Jesus hmm. time for me, really, yeah. because I was getting so much pushback from society. And it was getting to the point that my business was getting big enough that I had to bring in the village, if you will, to mm-hmm. help raise my kids because mm-hmm. I had to be in the office. I had to be making decisions. I had to hire the babysitter, work outside the home, yeah. if you will, which was never my original intention. Yeah, And 
I was getting so much shame from my mother-in-law mm. and my sister-in-law and, and not to, to right. not, not to call them out, but it was just th- that in my husband's family, yeah. as long as generations could ever remember, no woman had ever worked outside the home. Yeah. And they were stay-at-home moms. They were dedicated to raising their kids. And that is such a gift from God to be able to have that opportunity. But at the same time, I felt like I was being called to something bigger. And then I was constantly questioning myself. Am I not serving my kids in this beautiful Mm -hmm. gift from God? Mm -hmm. Or am I receiving this message that I am capable of more and that he will provide and, Mm -hmm. and who am I to listen to those of the flesh or those of the spirit. And it was, it was all this. And finally I just had to surrender and say, I don't know what to do. I need you to guide me because I, I can't handle this alone. There's too much pressure. Please show me the way. Mm -hmm. And once I did that, it was like, it was like so many doors opened and so many beautiful people walked into our lives our kids, nanny, she's just so perfect. And she adored my kids and loved them and gave them undivided attention. It was almost like they had Mm. an aunt that Mm -hmm. was, that adored them. And then I had my personal assistant come in. I mean, Erin is also a Christian woman and she is so, she, it's not someone I had to bring in and train. We were just, we were all the same spirit Mm. and the same heart and coming from the same love and, you guys connected. It, yeah, it was so, just incredible. It, it, these things that I couldn't have gone searching for just all started falling. started to happen. Yes, yeah, when you happening. when you when you kind of gave up the reins a little bit, right? Right. It, I just said I can't let this be my decision. Yeah. I do not have the capacity to make yeah. this decision on my yeah. own. Not only that, but I once I accepted the fact that maybe there was something beyond me that I was responsible mm-hmm. for for a message to carry out. I I took that responsibility like it was so seriously because I knew how incredibly impactful it could be. And I did not want to lead people down the wrong road. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to stand up and say, I advocate for all women to Mm -hmm. go to work and leave your kids at home. Because if someone doesn't feel that and if they don't have that spirit, stay home with your kids and be that mom. If you feel like you're called to do something else, follow that. You're not diminishing the other works. You know, like, that's the thing is you made sure that you were still there as a mom and all of these things. And I think that's, that's the material point. You took it at everything that you've done, every decision that you've made in life, you took on and you said, Hey, this is important. And I want to really think through this when I did it, you know, you kind of became comfortable with the uncomfortable, the uncomfortable in the moment was being vulnerable, right? A lot of people are hard and unwilling to do that. But I want to rewind a little bit because, you know, you're talking about your personal assistant. You're talking about a nanny. You're talking about whatever. No, no. Those are all good things. I get that. We have people in our life that helps us with stuff. Don't be sorry. But I want to kind of speak to the listener right now that might be a younger woman or even man for that matter. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, as a man being in business over 18 years, several companies, there's a lot of things that we, you got to fight. You're in business. You got to be willing to fight through stuff, period. Yeah. yeah. I don't oh, care. I just thought of something too that you, that, thank and you. So as you go back, you can share that now if you want, but as you go back, I'd just like for you to share with the listener, um, those steps and stages where, you know, were you in a situation when you started growing where maybe they don't have the money to hire a nanny. Mm-hmm. They, don't have, they don't have the money to have a personal assistant just yet, you know? And so what does that look like when you start to go down those steps of kind of keeping it all together? 
Okay, that's a great question. So, and what came up for me that I want to share is going back to being a mom and being a business person. In the beginning, I included my kids in everything. Mm. And I said, we're going to do something nice for someone. And this is how we're going to serve people. And God doesn't want us to sit here and just watch TV. God doesn't want us to just go walk in the park. God doesn't expect us just to take care of ourselves in our home. We have hands, we're healthy, we have energy. So let's go do something. Let's find a way mm-hmm. to, to do to be of service. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to demonstrate what a healthy work ethic mm-hmm. looked like to them because to me that's such a, such an important um, model in front of them, right? And and be the example yeah. instead of just preaching to them what you know, right? And I also didn't want them to ever be uh, resentful of people that were successful because yeah. I grew up in a home that. Everyone assumed that anybody that had money must have, you know, taken right. advantage of someone or, right. you know, that was that was kind of how I perceived the undertones of it. You know, there must be something shady to it. But mm-hmm. I really wanted my kids to understand that if there's anything you want mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be what you're what you're on this earth to do, if you work towards it, mm-hmm. you can accomplish it, even yeah. if it's not to the level you envisioned. But you have to put the effort in. Yeah. And then also as a mom, surrendering my kids upbringing Mm. to, to God really. And to Mm -hmm. say, I am going to accept that I don't know everything (laughs) and I'm going to give them a really good moral compass Mm -hmm. and teach them about being ethical Mm -hmm. and then let them allow them to fail so that they could learn while they were still in a safe place. Well, the bubble wrap culture of kids today, I think is, uh, is one of the worst things we can do for children. And that's one of the reasons that you're seeing kids that are 22, 23, 25, 30 still living at home. They don't know how to go make it on their own. And the reason is, is they've never been given the opportunity to fail in small ways at a young age mm-hmm. and learn how to get themselves back up. I absolutely agree with that. But I don't want to miss this. And going back to that point, because for the, for the folks out there, guys, girls, women, maybe in particular, even that are listening to this show that are kind of, you know, they got an idea, they're at business development stage and like, how did you keep everything together before you could hire everybody to help you keep everything? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, so I bartered a lot Mm. and we had these little, I was in a really unique situation that this is the gift that I don't think a lot of women have. And it's, it's really something that I want to change so badly about this world is that there's a culture of in a lot of communities right now where it's woman against woman and, mm. and women have not, they've forgotten how to be friends and support each other. Mm. And so I, so I was so blessed to have two really close friends that I really trusted. And so instead of saying to our husbands, Um, you know, like, oh, it's your turn. You have to watch the kids now. We have something to do. And why is our thing less important than yours? We agreed to take each other's kids. So one of us would have all the kids for a couple days and then we'd have a couple days off. And then you're talking about with another woman. Yeah. With the moms, the three of us moms moms. got together and we shared the responsibility of the Mm -hmm. kids. And that was how we got our quiet time. And then I just accepted the fact that okay, maybe my business isn't going to explode. I'm going to bootstrap it. I'm going to do what I'm capable of. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to grow slowly, but intentionally. Mm-hmm. And and really looking back, it was such a gift that I didn't have the resources because it allowed me to grow my businesses and course correct. Mm. And 
learn as I went instead of when, when your business grows too fast, which is like that hyper growth stage. If you make a mistake and you get off track a little bit, you can go so far the wrong way. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you grow slowly, you can start seeing the pieces and you can take your time and you can reflect and you can make intentional decisions and, and really think through things and be so much more responsible and intentional growing your business at first it started out, I just wanted to make a difference. Mm. Then I wanted to make a profit. Mm -hmm. Then I wanted to empower other people to make a profit as well. And, and that evolution, it took me 20 years. I was mm -hmm. not an overnight success, right. but it was just building all those things and building the foundation. I don't think there's any shame in growing a business. One of the best skills I ever refined was learning to be resourceful. And finding, well, creating things where there was nothing. It's, it's a massive, ta it's a massive need in, in business owners today because that's one of the reasons I think I really believe when you see a lot of businesses, um, women, men, both, whatever, um, that fail. The reason is, is because they've been handed too many things, mm -hmm. you know, Absolutely. And, and when you're in a situation where you have to try and figure it out. And by the way, as you're listening to this, another challenge for those of you that have kids, let your kids learn how to figure it out. You know, they don't ever have the ability to really figure out who they are and what they can push through. You figured it out. And, you know, I love that thought that it takes a long time to become an overnight success, right? Mm -hmm. So we're in a situation where there's a lot of unspectacular preparation. We're putting in, we're putting in, we're putting in, and that precedes spectacular performance. And so, you know, we're, we're in a place where one of the things I heard you say is you, you kind of grouped up, which mm -hmm. I thought that was kind of yeah. cool. You know, you said, I need help. I can't pay for help. So let me find other people that I know or not find other people that I can befriend to say, listen, you're in this too. So as you're listening to this, think about in your life, you might say, well, geez, I don't, I don't have the ability to pay for somebody to do this or that or whatever it may be. Think about people in your life now. And if you don't have people in your life, you need to find people in your life. There's ways to do that. Um, hanging out at the bar five days a week is not a, a great way to find people that are going to really get your back, no. right? So go to places, whether it's church or wherever it is, places where you can group up with people that you know care about you and share that burden, share one another's burden to help you then fulfill what you're going to do, what you want to do. All right, I want to I want to ask this question here. We'll kind of land the plane with this. But Wendy, I want to ask you, as you're looking now, you started from start zero uh, 20 years ago to now where you are, several companies, multi-million dollar in sales. You know, you've helped other people be very, very successful, have multi-million dollar companies and done a great job at it. Is there anything that you look back now that you see Wendy Schenkel with an N <laughs> <laughs> looking back and saying, you know what, if I were to change this, if I would have done this instead... I would change this or do that instead and it would have helped, you know, my growth happen a lot faster. Is there anything you go back and change? If I could talk to my younger self yeah. and say to her. So when you were 15, 20 years ago, <laughs> right. starting I your wish. company. Uh -huh. If I could look back and say to her, instead of thinking about this as building a business, think about this as being a personal growth experience. Mm. And just using your a business venture as one tributary of your personal growth and separating those things and not expecting that everyone was going to come along with you for the ride mm -hmm. and that it's really a personal thing and focusing on who 
I, who she needed to become mm-hmm. in order to be able to go from the homegrown to the nationally known. Mm-hmm. You know, I started one of my businesses in my kitchen mm-hmm. while my husband was at work. Mm-hmm. And well, I had three babies in diapers. Yeah. And the personal growth, the learning how to control my fears, to learn what motivated me to get up in the morning and to start trusting myself mm-hmm. and where I was coming from. That's looking inward before looking outward. Mm-hmm. I wish I had done that sooner. <clears throat> uh, it wasn't until I got into a financial position that I was able to uh, go from growth to a contribution mm-hmm. state mm-hmm. that um, I really started to to sit back and say, like, now that I want to help other women step into this role, what was it about who I was then mm-hmm. versus who I am now? Mm-hmm. And re- and I think that's really what it is. It wasn't it wasn't as much about building companies as it was about a personal growth experience and meeting the right people, learning how to listen, learning how to take advice, finding trusted advisors that had the same heart, not looking at what their success was, yeah, but how. Because that can discourage you sometimes. Absolutely. You know, you look at people like, wow, man, they're they're doing this or they're doing that, and I'm only able to do whatever. Yeah. Right. And then how they built their business. Did they yeah. do it at someone else's sacrifice? Yeah. Did someone have to die in order for them to win figuratively? Yeah. Was it ethically done? Or w- did did all ships rise when the tide came in? Mm-hmm. And and knowing knowing where those people came from. And now I figured out what questions to ask. Yeah. You know, what are you excited to wake up about in the morning? Mm-hmm. Who do you go to in your darkest days to find mm-hmm. to find the answers? Do you have someone to lean on? Yes. Yeah. Do you have someone to lean That's on? That's really important. Yeah. So what I got from that from you is being in a situation where, you know, we've heard it said before, you've heard the cliche. You know, we hear a lot of these quotes that are fancy, shined up. Wow, that was such an amazing word. You know, I heard it, whatever, people, rah, rah. But at the end of the day... You know, you can go and have this experience of excitement, but then you walk away and you're like, now I got to deal with the application. Mm-hmm. And the application is, as you've heard before, but it really is true. And this is what Wendy's trying to encapsulate for you is the fact that success is a journey. It is not a destination. And the benefit is what you are learning about who you are along the way, not what you do. It's not about what, it's not the result. The result's terrific. But what you learn about you matters because when you learn about you and who you are, that's what Dennis Waitley talks a lot about the idea of the goal in life is to plant shade trees under which I will never sit. Well, you don't know how to really, truly add value in the correct kind of shade that's going to be generationally influencing people to uh, find their gifts and abilities until you learn who you are. Right. And the only way you learn who you are is by going through challenges. So, you know, in this couch friendly, get what you want, have it your way right away culture that we live in today. I want to challenge you to step out and do the things, which is what you did, Wendy, and do things that were challenging. Well, that's, we'll call it part one (laughs) of how to be a successful woman in modern culture. That's what I'm talking. That's what I'm going to call it because I like that title. Uh, But Wendy, thank you so much for taking a few moments and I'd love to have you back. We'll continue this conversation about then where then you went to maybe some practical tips along the way that that ladies and men can apply to actually infrastructure things you've learned to build your business, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And we'll challenge and coach a little bit there along the way. Wendy, thanks so much for taking a moment. Thank you so much. Thank yeah, you. Absolutely. I can't wait to come back. It's going to be exciting. So that's the show for today. Remember, the idea is to be focusing in life on how can we add value to other people 
And again, it doesn't always start out that way. You might have these big, grandiose dreams, and it's like, man, this just isn't happening how I want it to happen. And, you know, at the end of the day, that's okay. As Wendy said, it's about understanding who you are and learning about you. The process of business is really a process of exfoliating, if you will, a lot of the negatives and things in your life and becoming who you need to be. So, hey. If that challenged you, this show, if you learned something from it, you're like, man, you know what? I know so-and-so that needs to hear this. Share this. Don't keep it to yourself. Listen, the only reason people don't get the encouragement they need is because when you listen to it, if you don't share it, they don't know about it. Remember, a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know what's available. So one of your jobs is to help other people know what's available as they get motivation and encouragement from this show. And I'm going to challenge you to share it with them. We always appreciate your comments and feedback as well on different social media outlets, whether it's Facebook at Michael Wall Show or obviously Instagram, Michael D. Wall and uh, rate the show on your favorite podcast app. But until next time, find a way to connect with someone where you can do something for them and they can do nothing in return for you. Live with purpose so you can live on purpose. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next show.